Chamai, hello. My name is Derek Shaya, and I am the Language and Living Culture Manager at the Alutic Museum. Would you like to hear a story? This month's legend will be read by Sadie Taku Koyo. Kira Sadie. Chamai, I'm Sadie Koyo. My family is from Karlik and Akyak and all over the island. This legend was originally told by an unidentified Alutic person to Frank Golder in 1903. A tragedy took place in a very large Nuna village. All the hunters that left the Nuna failed to return, and no one knew what happened to them. A very young, beautiful woman lived in the Nuna. She was in love with a brave young hunter and joyfully consented to become his wife. However, her parents objected to the marriage, and it never took place. The disappointment suitor decided to drown his grief in hunting. Although cautioned by the old men, he insisted on going and went. A week passed, and then a month, when the young man did not return. The people believed he was dead. The woman did not believe this and decided to search for her love. The woman made her preparation secretly. One night, when the other villagers were sleeping, she left quietly, taking her father's single hatch kayak, kayak and kanasluk, gutskin jacket. The woman started her search after paddling a distance from the nuna. She stopped and closed her eyes and began to sing. She sang one verse, then opened her eyes, and noticed that one kayak was drifting with the current. She shut her eyes again and continued singing. At the end of the second verse, she looked up again. The kayak was still drifting, only faster. She closed her eyes again and began to sing for a long time. When she looked around for the next time, the kayak was going very, very fast. The woman became frightened and she tried to change the boat's course, but the boat just kept moving faster. Soon the woman heard the mighty roar of falling water because she believed that the life was not worth living without her lover. She closed her eyes and waited for death. The boat moved very swiftly and the roaring noise of the water was dreadful. The woman's heart almost stopped beating when she felt herself falling down, down, down. Suddenly the boat stopped. She was not hurt, but she could not move or exit the kayak. Dawn was approaching as she lay in the boat wondering what she would become and where her lever might be. When it was light, she saw a kayak with a man in it coming towards her. As he approached, the man exclaimed, Ha ha, I have another victim, and placed a bow and arrow and two-edged knife near him. But as he came closer, he put his weapons back. He said to himself, Seems to me that this woman... No, it cannot be, he added a moment later and picked up his bow and arrow again, only to replace them. Crying out from the kayak, he said, If you are a woman, speak up, and I will not kill you, for I do not kill women. She assured him that she was a woman, and he came and took her out of the kayak, seated her in his, and paddled off. Reaching his home, a small chikluak, sod house, he lived by himself the women saw many human heads. One of the heads, but not badly decomposed, was her lover's. She did not say a word, but swore vengeance. The man told her she would be his wife. He ordered her to cook something for him to eat and prepare deer and seal meat. At bedtime, he poured in at the corner of the chikluak. He told her to lie there while he slept in the opposite corner. Although this arrangement seemed odd to her, she obeyed him without questioning. The following morning, he led to her a small little chikluak and showed her a number of headless human bodies. I did not eat these, he said, but I have these three sisters who live far from each, who only eat human flesh. I'll kill these people for them. Each day, I take one of these bodies to a different sister. Then he picked up the dukunak, 
corpse, took his bow and arrow and walked off. The woman followed him to a place where the road forked. One path led to the right, another to the left. A third continued straight ahead. Noticing which he took, she returned to the Chicxulub and buoyed herself for the rest of the day. While the man was away, the woman removed two posts from one of the house walls and dug a tunnel underneath. She dumped all the dirt she removed into the sea and cunningly concealed the passageway. Towards evening, she cooked supper. When the man returned, they ate in silence, then went to bed. The woman went to the corner and the man to his. After breakfast the next morning, the man carried away another tukunak, but he left behind the bow and arrow. The woman took the weapons and followed him secretly. Where the road divided, the man took the path to the left. The girl followed the one in the middle. After walking for a while, she cut across the left path. By hurrying, she managed to reach the home of the man's sisters and kill her before he arrived. From there, she ran to the homes of the other sisters and killed them. And then the woman returned to the Tukluak. When the man arrived to his sister's house and found her dead, he hurried to the homes to the other sisters. After finding them dead as well, he suspected the woman decided to kill her. She was sitting at the top of the Chikluak when he returned. You killed my sisters and I will kill you, he cried. He rushed for his bow and arrows, but they were not where he left them. When he discovered the weapons in her hand, he began begging for them, promising not to hurt her. At first she refused. However, he pleaded and promised until she trusted him and his promises given to him. As soon as he had them, he shouted, Now you shall die! and shot her. But she dropped through the smoke hole and was out of sight before the bow and arrow could reach her. While the man was looking for his arrow, she crawled out through the underground tunnel she made and perched herself up on the top of the Chikluak again. Her sudden appearance confused the man because the door to the house was closed. Again and again he shot at her each time she disappeared and appeared in the same mysterious way. At last, seeing that he could not hurt her, the man said, Since I cannot kill you, take these and kill me. I do not want to kill you, she said, but I am afraid that you will kill me someday when you think of my actions. The man swore never to hurt the woman, and she came down. They ate supper together and went to bed as usual. As the man was about to fall asleep, the woman moved close to him and began talking. She kept him awake for the entire night. For five days and nights, she tortured him this way, giving him no chance to sleep. On the sixth day, in spite of her efforts, the man fell into deep sleep. Although she pulled and pinched, he would not wake up. The woman brought a block of wood inside, placing it under his neck. She cut the man's head off with a knife she stole from one of his sisters. In the kayak, she put his bow and arrow and knife, then seating herself in the boat. She began her journey toward the waterfall, but the falls were gone. They had existed through the evil power of the man who was a kathalak, shaman. When he died, his influence ceased. The river flowed smoothly and steadily in its odd channel. She found her kayak where it was drifted on the boat. She repaired it, placed a kathalak's weapons in the boat, and paddled away. Soon she arrived home. When the people of the Nuna learned of the women's adventures and heard that she killed the kathalak, they celebrated. The old man decided that the kathalak's weapons, which the woman brought home, should be thrown in the garbage pile where they were burned. This podcast is supported by the Kodiak Island Borough School District. Today's legend was collected with support from the Kodiak Island Borough School District and as part of the Munachdit Project, funded through the Alaska State Council on the Arts. 
To explore more Kodiak Alutic legends, visit the Alutic Museum's website to download a free ebook of Unichquat, a book containing 62 traditional tales. Paper copies can be purchased at the Alutic Museum store. Hoyana, thank you for listening. <laughs>